0: Serious XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! I hate to say it this way. I would be. I would be really surprised if UConn doesn't win. I mean, I I really would. Uh, they didn't even play that great on Saturday. They had 15 turnovers. Um, you know, they didn't. Uh, they had issues with Antoine Jackson uh, getting in foul trouble. And, uh, and uh, that, that hurt them an awful lot. Mr. Jackson, who's a very, very good player. Obviously, Sonogos fasting. So, you know, he can get a little tired at times. And obviously, uh, uh, you know, listen, he's uh, uh, Jordan Hawkins is an excellent player, but he was sick for two days. Days, and he was at death's doorstep uh, at times there on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and they still had a 13-point lead at the half. Jackson was in foul trouble. Of course, The two other scenarios, especially with Hawkins. And they still had 37-24. So, I mean, I, and again, I didn't even think they played that great. They didn't put the game away wonderfully as they could have. They let sort of Miami hang around a little bit and at least be – You know, it's not like Miami ever had a chance to win, but you couldn't just forget about the game thinking, okay, this game's over, let's go on to the next one. Because, you know, they were sort of within 10 points, a good part of that second half. So from that perspective, I actually thought that UConn could have played a lot better. Uh, But having said all that, I know San Diego State did a great job. Down 14, uh, you know, getting that big basket off a good stand on defense. And by the way, that game's a little overrated. I was there. Uh, there was a million timeouts. There were 34 foul calls in that game. I mean, the game had no rhythm to it whatsoever, and there was no ebb and flow to the game. You know, San Diego State led early, then, then, um, FAU took the lead and they had the lead for the whole game, the whole second half. So there wasn't that ebb and flow to it that you like with the great game. And I give San Diego State a lot of credit. They've won a couple of crazy games in this tournament, obviously against Creighton in uh, later 57. They've won two one-point games in a row. So you give them a lot of credit for that. And you never know. It's a one-game tournament. You never know with these one games. I saw UCLA with a backup point guard win a championship and Baron Davis was out when they knocked out Arkansas. I mean, I saw obviously NC State, that team was better than you. Think, but I saw them beat Jackson Elijah on in '83. You, you never know in getting You never know in this tournament. You, you just never know with the one-game format, best of seven. You know Connecticut win four games to one, but you know and maybe even sweep. But you just don't know in this kind of event. You have no idea. In one game, you know, Connecticut gets off to a bad start. San Diego State plays that, you know, controlled, doesn't turn the ball over, you know, plays a game in the low 60s. I mean, anything can happen in this game. And that's San Diego State's chance is to play the game in the low 60s and, you know, not get up upwards to the, in the 80s. That's when they're getting a little trouble. They somehow won the game 71-70 the other day. Nobody would have predicted that, including Jay Billis, who joined us on Friday. But if they keep the game in the low 60s and Connecticut, you know, struck, goes offensively you know anything can happen I saw Connecticut lose a 53-51 game earlier in the year at Creighton and San Diego State beat Creighton so I mean you never know in these games but I mean again from what I have seen and I've watched every UConn game this year I've certainly seen San Diego State two or three times in a row I saw them win that second round game against Furman I saw the win they had against uh, Arizona State I saw Alabama and I saw the Creighton game i've seen them four or five times uh i just don't know where they're going to have enough whether they can you know maybe they handle them down low a little bit because they got some size but then they got to handle the perimeter connecticut's got it all going right now they're undefeated out of the big east this year they've lost seven games all in the conference they have not lost a neutral site game all year and they have not lost to anybody uh outside of again providence marquette st hall st john's xavier and creighton that's it they have beaten everybody else and i just i i can't see it now again uh, you know i don't want to be too f- affirmative with that because we have seen these games go in all sorts of crazy directions <coughs> maybe not so much this year but if fdu can be purdue why can't san diego state figure out a way to beat connecticut so i don't want to go nuts but i would be highly surprised Highly surprised if UConn did not win its fifth championship today. And if they do, that would put this uh, program on a higher level because that would be three champion, uh, five championships with three different coaches over the last 25 years. And, you know, not many, many teams can say that. So that would put them on a very high level with the Dukes, with the Kentuckys, with the North Carolinas. UConn is right there probably regardless. But if they win the night in dominating fashion as they have won throughout this tournament, that's going to put them in that kind of conversation. Conversation uh, as far as the event Saturday goes, I like this stadium a lot. I mean, I hate football stadiums, you know, basically masquerading as a basketball gym. But you know, for the purposes of you know having to play these in these big gargantuan NFL stadiums, that one is a good one. Uh, the NRG Stadium is a nice stadium. I mean, uh, I was I like, miles away from the court? Not not miles, but you know, far enough. I could hear hear the sneakers squeak, but I mean, far enough away, a lot of UConn fans, a lot of San Diego State fans. I was surprised about the Miami contingent. I was very surprised about the FAU contingent. All teams' fan bases made the trip to Houston to take part in this event. I mean, a lot of FAU people wearing red, a lot of Miami Hurricane people wearing the orange. Certainly UConn's going to always travel. Those fans can be a little sketchy at times, but they always travel and say, Diego State put a lot of people so from an event perspective the stadium more UConn you know it's you know they've been around longer in New York Hartford Boston all UConn fans so more UConn fans but it wasn't as wasn't as drastic as you'd think it wasn't as drastic as you think very good tribute in the first half for Nance I'm sure some of you guys saw that and I know in the stadium we had it I'm sure you had it on CBS why would you do a tribute for Jim Nance and not show it on CBS so I'm sure it was on they gave him a big ovation uh, pretty close to a standing ovation for a lengthy period of time he stood up and bowed to all the fans in all corners of the gym so that was excellent they did a very very good job there 35 minutes in between games and getting out of there was not impossible I mean you know, you find Ubers and everything else. You know, NRG is not located near anything where you would consider you can walk there from your hotel. It's, it's, a, it's seven or eight miles from downtown Houston. So from that standpoint, it's, it's not right in front of you. So you have to get transport out of there. And it's not easy, but it wasn't terrible the other day. Overall, overall it was a hell of a trip. Overall, it was a, it was a, it was a worthwhile trip. Yes, I saw Tim twice uh you know so he was a little worried on Saturday you know about Miami and Larinaga. he felt pretty good about yes he was very good yesterday and we shall see today you know it's not easy you know that's the one thing about this championship setting and I'm sure the women feel the same way women don't do it on a weekend they used to do it Sunday Tuesday which is ridiculous they moved it to Friday Sunday which is much better uh but you know that 36 to 48-hour period between the time that you win on Saturday and get the game played on Monday night in that city. That is a very tricky period. That's a long time. I've I've covered this event in person for Westwood One a lot of years. I went to this event a couple of times as a fan, as a talk show host at fan i went to denver i went to new jersey i've been to new orleans atlanta i've been to a lot of these cities for these events and it's very tricky that 48 hour period there is not a lot to do on sunday that 8 12 or 8 20 takes forever to get to on monday night uh and so as a result you know there's a lot of standing around waiting to play the game on monday night and if san diego state's gonna sit there and win the game i mean uh, to me they're not winning a game in the 80s they're gonna have to play this game you know like valvano did against guy lewis they're gonna have to play this game in the you know the low 60s upper 50s you know try to win this game in the last four or five minutes make connecticut play a close game something they have not done yet in this tournament Connecticut's lost some close games this year, lost a two-point game to Marquette in the Big East, lost a two-point game at Creighton, lost a close game at home, 82-79 to Xavier. When they lose, it's been close. I mean, they do not get blown out. Uh, they lost a, blew a 17-point lead at Seton Hall, lost a close game there, uh, rebound basket with a second left. I mean, they got beat badly by St. John's, but they was like 85-74 when they lose, it's usually via the close game. So if you're San Diego State, you can't expect to win a game by double digits. Your advantage tonight is to, uh, again, hold tight, be close, get them in a low-scoring game, and see where you stand in the last five minutes. I mean, that is the, if I was Brian Dutcher, that is the game plan I would try to draw up. Guys, 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 running up and down with that. You know, when, you, when UConn scores in the 80s, they usually win. Uh, I can't recall a game this year when UConn did not score in the 80s and lost. When they are in the 80s, they usually win the game. So uh, if I was playing against UConn, I would try to get them – uh, you know, in a much slower-paced game. And now, listen, they're a rugged team. They can beat you a lot of different ways. UConn's won plenty of games, low-scoring too. 71-57 the other night is not that high-scoring. But I think the better opportunity would be to keep the possessions down and keep the games, uh, you know, at a little bit more of a high 50s, as I said, low 60s level, if you were San Diego State. That is the way to go. If you're going to win the game. And I am surprised it's only a seven-point spread. I thought UConn would be double digits. I I was very surprised it's only seven and a half. You never know. It's a one-game tournament. I don't want to to, uh, count my chickens. But again, I would be very surprised if UConn doesn't win its fifth. Very.